Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, listeners, Kevin and I need your help. Yes, we need your help. Please, please, please. We need your stars. We need your reviews, you guys, on iTunes so we can start to climb those iTunes rating charts. It's simple. Open iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Then click on Ratings and Reviews. Under the Customer Reviews, click Write a Review. Then let us know what you think from one to five stars. If you need some help, help, think of one star being Carol Channing and Paul Lynn in the road company of the last five years, and five stars being free front row tickets to Hamilton. (laughs) Although, when you think about it, I actually would give five stars to the road company of Carol Channing and Paul Lynn in the last five years, because I think that would be Uh, awesome. I would love to hear, can I hear moving too fast as Paul? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the one I really want. Jesus shakes the goddess. (laughs) And through Erica Schwartz and Danica Weiss. And the Handelman twins. <laughs> so there you go. You can also leave a comment if you like. That's it. That's your reviews. It. Send us Thank your you. reviews, Please. friends. Thank you. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. Hi, I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is our favorite things. Yay. Happy Throwback Thursday. Hashtag TBT. Hashtag TBTKDT. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I like the acronyms. <laughs> you do like the acronyms. I, like, I do. I always like it if you're. RWS. Heard, RWS. That's yeah. my acronym. Yeah. I always like when you go to like uh, like all that chat or you read yeah. one of those boardrooms and it's like um, AFT. A f- funny thing happened on the way to the oh, forum. Right, Do you know what right, I mean? Like, say right. like, A-F-O. How does H- Just say forum. S- dollar sign. business. Yeah, dollar sign. Like, oh, yeah. Just tell me what it is. You, hey, what is it? Do you know I'm directing <laughs> how that? How does it in business? You are? You're doing how does yeah, it in business? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm very excited. I'm doing a concert Good at Feinstein's you. 54 Below. Where you are the programming. Uh, where I'm at one of the programming producers. That's awesome, right? I love it. I am a lucky man. Um, and we're do- It is. We're- uh, confession, though. Yes. I did not care for the Daniel Radcliffe production. Did you not I care for Daniel rarely, Radcliffe? I very rarely have opinions on this podcast, but I'm going to have one here because I, I, you, you know, share your opinion. I, you know, I felt like it was a little. It was. It was. It lacked a little bit. Did you not like him? I did not care for him. You did not care for I him. I thought he seemed utterly charming and from what i know of him people that know him he is utterly charming yeah. and sweet and cool and you want to hang out with him and he's awesome yeah. but as a singing dancing robert morris character from the you know he would play the original pierpont yeah and as a, this this like charismatic he had the charisma but i don't he lacked a little bit in the dancing and acting de- singing acting yeah. department it's yeah. one thing to act you know but when an actor is not used to singing acting mm. it's a little different because you have to sustain the idea not to nerd out here but you have to Think a little bit differently when you're singing and telling a story because you're holding a note sometimes and you have to make that still interesting, you know, yeah. or you have to like have phrasing and all these other things that, you know, a lot of people take for granted, but you train years and years and years for to do in musical comedy. Got it. And this is a class, it was a classic musical comedy that I just, 
was a little failing you, for you, me. You, you were not a happy man. I, I, I was not a you happy You did not man. feel they succeeded in business. I, no, but I did not. there was a whole lot of trying. I appreciated all of the, the, the work that was going on on stage, and I'm glad a lot of people had work, but... That was just was, not... I didn't... Oh, I wanted more from that. Okay. Because I love the show, and I'm so excited oh, that you're going to be doing it. Yeah, I, I I'm, ex- I'm excited, too. I'm very excited. Um, it's... It was just on, as you were saying, it was just on Broadway recently. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're excited by it. We think yeah. it's going to be a lot of when fun. When is that going to be? June fifth. Fantastic. Yeah, and we're seeing if we can get people from all different casts to be a part of it. You know, Robert one of the best. Morris. Oh, uh, if from your ma- did I tell you he called me? What musical theater heaven? Because I was doing a hello. Con- I was doing a concert for Fifty Four Below, and I wanted to see if he was around. So yeah. I emailed. This is this is classy. I emailed his agent. Yeah. To see if he was interested, and one day I get a phone call from an eight one eight number. You're like, oh. I'm like, who's this? Because it's probably like somebody from my family. Cause right. Because you live on the west coast. Yeah. And um, I pick up, and I'm like, hello. And he goes, is this Robert Schneider? And I'm like, yes. He goes, Robert Morse. <gasps> and I was just like. Ah! You're like, yes! I was like, yes, queen! <laughs> yes! And then you were like, yes, this is Robert. Yes, Get hello. it! Get it! I'm like, yes, oh, can yes. I help you? Hi, hi, um, and he couldn't do the concert, but he wow. wanted to call and explain why he wasn't able to do it. What a classy and guy. how much he was looking forward to hearing how successful it was. Oh. And I was just like, what a Thank you. classy guy. What a classy and we, guy. He's, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's in the O.J. O. Simpson TV he show. He talked about that. He, oh, wow. He talked about that. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know if you watch, but I am. I, you know, I just did this. I'm like, what do I? Please, please, do I watch? God bless. That's but I amazing. thought that was so cool. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe he. Can, I would uh, like. You know what I really want to do? do? Yeah. I want him to do the reader. I want to see mm-hmm. if we can record him doing the reader. That's smart. And because then he could just do that from L.A. and then you could just pump he could it do in. it from L.A. You know, oh. one of the best finches I ever saw was oh. Josh Grissetti. Oh my gosh! In he L.A. Is, I used to Old poker buddy of mine. Oh, I he, thought he was so funny. He's such a brilliant actor. Yeah, he was we so need good. more of him. Yeah, yeah, he's got a very golden age sensibility about him. I mean, he can do anything. I think yeah. he's just so wonderful. But did you see? Um, uh, it should have been you. I did not. He was charming in that. Was he's he? just just a he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. But well, I'd love to get yeah. him for the concert. Shoot. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm working on. Cool. What about you? Cool, cool, cool. Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, teaching, playing piano. Uh, I'm auditioning too. Um, That's right. I do. I, I'm still auditioning. Yeah. Do you do monologues? Do you any doing those little monologues that I love? Oh, what monologues? Oh, you know, from like <laughs> this is fresh in my mind because I was just having auditions. Like, your, like dog dying monologue. Yeah, or something? you know, my favorites. Like this is a monologue from you know, Marsha and Mary. Go- yeah. <laughs> Marcia and Mary go to the mall, and it's magical. Mary, why didn't you buy that dress? You know I wanted to buy that dress to go to prom with Tom with. How could you do that, Mary? I guess we're not friends anymore. You know, monologues like oh, that? Oh, great. Do you do those? No, I, but I'm going to put that into the repertoire. That's and they're like, what are you going to be singing for us? And I'm going to say, you know what? Actually, guys, I'm not going to sing today. I'm going to do a monologue for you. Marcia and Mary go to the mall, and it's magical <laughs> by Arthur Miller. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. Well, good for you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been good. Been busy. Get on that stage. Get Get on on it. Get get on that stage. If you haven't seen Kevin perform, Kevin is a brilliant performer. So hire him. (laughs) Take advantage of him. Yes. Please. Charming. It's very charming on stage. <laughs> um, speaking of charming things on stage, Kevin, I don't know. Maybe your show isn't charming, so I shouldn't say that. I actually don't have a show today. What do you have, Kevin? I have a book. A b- 
We book? haven't really done I, that, books that was a yet. double take you for like, you. What? A book? Yeah, I do. I can't this is a read. Really, really fun book. Um, this book was recommended to me by. So when I did Les Mis, the the first little hiccup of a revival, I call it. Uh, Gary Beach was in it. And I he, think I know what the book is. You do. I think I do. Because Gary Beach was the only person in that cast that because not everyone that does Broadway shows is a big fan of Broadway. Like loves talking about it like we do. Yeah, it's a job. It's I mean, a job. Why yeah, you go for home and talk people. about your exactly. job? Yeah. Well, I love to talk about it too. Yeah. <laughs> and not talk about it, but I if I find someone yeah. that really loves it, then it's fun. So Gary Beach was that person in the show. And, and he was Gary is best known for Well he was in the producers. He was you know he was he and he was in uh, Oh he's Roger Debris, right? the director, right? He's in the movie he's too. He's in the movie yeah. as well. And he reprised it. And then he also was in you know Lumiere and the first Beauty and the Beast on stage. <laughs> I'm sure he really like uh-huh. <laughs> with that French accent. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so Gary was like, you've got to read this book. If you love show business, this book is amazing. What is the book? The book is Diary of a Mad Playwright by Diary James Kirkwood. James Kirkwood, best known for A Chorus Line. He wrote that. Um, I recommend this book to people of the showbiz and not in the showbiz. If you want a glimpse of what the industry can be like with legends, <laughs> check out this book. So, so Diary of a Mad Playwright uh, is his autobiographical account of putting together a play that he wrote called Legends! Exclamation mark! And the Legends, the play, the fictional Legends, is about two um, feuding old-ish over the hill, what what do they call it? Uh, Of a certain age, actresses. And they have a feud, but this producer's trying to turn this into a hit, That this show, they're an out-of-town tryout, and they're trying to make it into a hit, and it's all the things that go wrong and right and all of that. Well, it turns out that the tour of this production of Legends, the real thing, that starred Carol Channing and Mary Martin, who were two actresses who kind of followed the plot of the play. I mean, it was kind of life-imitating art in a way. And James Kirkwood kept a diary of his experience as a playwright for this production that was set to tour for a year and then move to Broadway Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then play the Broadway uh, with these two amazing legends Mary Martin and Carol Channing I mean what better people and so this book is a chronicle of him you know trying to get funding for the play him courting Mary Martin and going after her and she would not do it because she was retired and she didn't have her memory as well anymore and so it was and then you know and Carol Channing being Carol Channing (laughs) and uh, and him trying to get Mike Nichols to direct and then he wouldn't do it and he finally got it direct and it was just this this crazy business that is show and, and his experience uh, out of town with these ladies and also trying to get to the Broadway, and which it never did. Um, and the play, am I correct in saying it's about two older, like you said, yeah, older like actresses sort of faded who stars. they're trying to get back? That's right. To make them stars again in a way. Yeah, to, you know? to, to get them... Re- You're trying of, to lure them into the play. It's kind of like a female Sunshine Boys. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yet, when it, it toured in 86, 87 season, it was one of the biggest hits on the road. Yeah. Huge hit. Didn't make back all the money for the investors, but they had planned on going to Broadway. But they never did because... Yeah, well, you read the book and you find out that, you know, Mary Martin, one of her speeches was cut. I and mean, this is after the show has been running. They're constantly going to James and being like, I don't like this line. Cut this line. And, and bless the man, he kept trying to fix it and retool it and make it for them. He cut, the producers wanted to cut this one big speech, this breast cancer speech that Mary Martin had. And when they did that, she said, well, I'm not going to Broadway then. Mary Martin famously had an earpiece. This is one yes. of the first times that you know that when, that you know an older actress maybe had that because you couldn't remember all your lines. There's a story in the book about how like Mary Martin says, you know, Carol Channing says her line to her, and Mary Martin goes, "What? 
but she's talking to the, her prompter, not to Carol, but Carol still says the line again. <laughs> Wait, I, I just have to read for you one little please excerpt. Please read, read this an is excerpt. Now, this is in the first person. This is James Kirkwood speaking, okay? And this is just one little, a little tidbit. He says... My favorite hassling onstage moment meeting from the audience occurred during one matinee while I was sitting out there with friends. Toward the end of the second act, when the doorbell rings, announcing the arrival of Martin Clemmer, uh, Gary, the character, Mary, Martin, is suddenly shy of facing him, her character, and eventually says as she crosses towards the bedroom, I'm going to hide under the bed. Carol says, oh, stop. You've been doing that for years. Well, this afternoon, there was a small laugh before Mary's line, and although I heard her say it, and so did the audience, Carol didn't hear it clearly enough and called out to Mary, say the line. Mary stopped walking, turned, and asked, what line? Carol said, the line you say what you're going to do. James says, I could not believe this was going on, but go on it did, as Mary then replied, I just said it. Carol snapped, I didn't hear it. Say it again. Mary looked her right in the eye and announced it in a loud, clear voice. No. (laughs) All right, said Carol. I'll say it for you. You were going to say you were going to hide under the bed, weren't you? I already said it, Mary said. I looked at the audience, mostly matinee ladies who were turning their heads from one legend to the other as if they were watching a tennis match. I wondered what they thought. Is this part of the play? Are they doing it for real? My friends leaned over and said, what was that all about? A little eye. There's just a little, a little glimpse On stage. into Diary of a Mad Playwright. So wait this. a minute. So Gary Beach was the male lead in the show. Gary was in it. That's why Gary told yeah, me about so it. That's Gary, all, of course, that's no, the no, most no. important so, anecdote of this is that Gary's like, it's all true. Gary, that's what I was so, It's sorry, all yes. true. So that when Gary, Jeez. I would hang out in his dressing room and he was like, he was like, this really did. He's like, actually, Kevin, it was worse than that. He doesn't even capture all of the with the real fire underneath yeah. it because they really, they would be so fake with each other because they knew they had to get this done. But then sometimes they would like real housewives, they would just snap, you know? And then, you know, allegedly, <laughs> as our lawyers <laughs> allegedly, tell us, allegedly, our lawyers say, but that, you know, Mary will like the sauce a little bit. And so Carol oh. would call her out for the book talks about this all the time. Carol would call her out for that. Be like, well, I'm not sharing the stage with her. If she's going to be drunk every night and doesn't know her lines, oh. you know, because as we know from the other time that we talked about Pearl, Bailey and Carol yeah. Channing. Carol Channing is rehearsed. She knows yeah. her piece. She knows what she, she knows likes. Her shit. And she likes to do it the same way every time. If she's like, Mary didn't cross here. She's supposed to cross to the chair there. You know, it was, it was like oh, that. Oh, I love it. was I, that kind of stuff. I love directing when you get actors like that. Yeah. That, are, that, 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 that It's like in school, tattling. Right. You're like, she didn't say it that way last time. She crosses on the word the. She did not cross. She crossed on the word and. <laughs> You're like, uh, guys. Worry about your own shit. Yeah, Please. Listen and react. But you know what? I have to ask you, because have you read the actual play? No. No, I haven't. I read it. Because I, I read the book, and then I was like, I pro- probably should read the play. And I got a bootleg copy of it. Yeah. There's a bootleg of the actual performance. Oh, you, you oh, of, of Carolyn so, Merritt? Uh, yes. Uh, you, I've seen it. Oh I think I might have God, it somewhere. Rob. Yeah. In their defense... It's not a good play. Really? I, and it sounds horrible to say. The like, play, it's like a Pulitzer Prize winning, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> I love it, too. It's no hey, Agnes of God. <laughs> it's no Agnes of God, but it's up there. Um, it's not a good play. And I hate, I'm, I, he's passed, and I hate to... But he, it's, he passed, actually, before his book was even published. It's just not good. It's not good. It's not interesting. And if you watch it, it's honestly there 
personalities that you kind of live for. That yeah, that yeah. elevate. And they've tried to revive it. I remember when I was on tour mm-hmm. in 2005, it was playing with like what, Linda Evans or like and Joan, Joan Collins. Collins. Yeah. It was a dynasty yeah. thing, yeah. and they thought they would make money you that, know. or they would try to. Get, the play's just not very interesting. Yeah. Good. The play is not very good, and it's. I went back to the Sunshine Boys, but it's very similar to that, mm-hmm. which is you know, oh, show business has hardened these people, and what right. goes on underneath the surface of that and it just wasn't very interesting or compelling well it's well you know what is interesting compelling is this book i mean like it it, oh the book is great journey of 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 courting them of the hijinks that go on it's filled with photos and reviews and you really get an insider's look at to what the business was is like really especially with these two women who you know were at the top of their game Probably were not as on the top at the top of their game at this time period, but still carried that with them. You know, they still carried themselves as the divas that they rightfully are. Oh yeah, and you know, also what's really interesting is is that the both of them are stretching so much in the play. Yes, because she Carol Channing has been playing Dolly at this time for right. years and years and years and years, and that's the persona she's known for, and the character in the play is the total antithesis of that. She's not scatterbrained. She's very manipulative. And Mary Martin, who hadn't been on stage in years, Years. also has this very hard edge. Mm -hmm. Her character has a very hard edge. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're doing their usual shtick in a different play. This is is challenging. It's very challenging because they're so out of their wheelhouse on it. Um, and I can't imagine that you know that 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 risk. And, and it was like a thirty-two city tour. And in the book, he says that that's, that means thirty-two times there was an opening night. They had to go through those reviews. And these women, as as legendary as they are, they were not you know um, they, they were affected by those reviews. Yeah. It, you know, negative and positive. Absolutely. And you that know, must you see that a firsthand account of it. Oh yeah, and it's it's tough. It's but the book is great. The book is absolutely fantastic. I'm so happy that was. Uh, yeah. The recommendation. I think it's so Diary good. Diary of a Mad Playwright by James Kirkwood. Check yes. it out. Um, and I feel like they, at some point they did one with Charles Bush. Oh, yeah. Where he was in drag doing it or something like that. Um, good play. Good, yeah. good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Good play. So, Good play. Uh, what do you uh, what do you have for me? Well, this one is a real throwback. Thursday, oh. um, June first, nineteen eighty six, marks a thirty year anniversary. Nineteen eighty six, June first, nineteen eighty six. Thirty year this, anniversary. This year will be well. Sorry, this year, twenty sixteen, yeah, will be the yeah. thirty year anniversary of this event. It was cool event. Yes. The night of the 1986 Tony Awards. But it is also the night that yours truly fell in love with the theater. Really? Yes. I'm going to. You were like three. Oh, I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to post uh, a photograph because nobody ever believes me when I tell them this. There is a photograph of me, three years old, Mm -hmm. wearing uh, my diaper, obviously. Which I still wear today. Good. And uh, <laughs> my small Lacajo Full t shirt. Oh, gosh. 
watching the Tony Awards. Bless your parents. From, for bless like, my I mean, parents. Really, they're like, honey, what should we put him in today? Hey, let's do the Lakaja Falls. Let's do the Lakaja Falls shirt. And let's put on the, sh- the Tonys. I and mean, there is a, and you know what? And that's really what this one is about. It's taking a moment to appreciate. If you're listening to this, hopefully your parents were supportive in your endeavors. I hope so too. And this is my way of telling my family how much I appreciate everything that they've oh, done. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine any other parents being like, three What's on old? tonight? What's on tonight? The Tony Awards. Oh, really? What's that? Yeah, what, you know? what is that? Why is he wearing the Lacoste yeah. shirt? Where's his, yeah. Where, where's his baseball that? jersey? Exactly. Um, and the 1986 Tony Awards is the reason that I fell in love with the theater. So this is what happened. Uh, my parents put it on. For, let me go back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We grew up in, I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn. I forget that because yeah. I always think of you I, as a so West I'm, Coast. Yeah, and yeah. I think of myself so much as an L.A. Yeah. LA person. But you and, grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, and one of the things. What neighborhood that, in Brooklyn? Uh, Sheepshead Bay. Okay. Yeah, Nostrand and you. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nostrand and you. Um, and one of the things that my mom used to do was uh, the Sunday New York Times she would like, I don't know how I got into this. Oh, I know. One of the movies she made me watch when I was like two or three, because we didn't watch like, I don't watch like typical, you know, mm-hmm. Sesame Street or Mr. Yeah. Rogers, uh, Singing in the Rain. And they oh. were making a musical of Singing in the Rain that was mm-hmm. going to go on Broadway. And my mom was like, oh, look, uh, in the newspaper, there's an advertisement for the movie that you like. And mm-hmm. it was the New York poster Singing in the Rain. And, she's like, and I was like, can I have that? So my parents, when I was like two and a half, three, drove to New York. We, she, Schubert Alley. Yeah. They got me a Singing in the Rain poster. Oh, my goodness. And then Did you it, go with them? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you really? Because I was so mesmerized by all the marquees that every weekend my parents would drive me to New York and I would sit in the back seat and they would go up and down the Broadway streets and they would show me the marquees. And people don't believe me, but there are videos. That is really special. There are videos of this. They're actual, like, videos oh, of you this. you saw some good marquees, too. Oh, my God, yeah. So, I mean, everything from, like, the mid-'80s, I, like, I remember vividly. 42nd Street, yeah, all that. Oh, Leroy my Leroy Reams in 42nd well, Street? that's, this is, this oh, is. Oh, sorry. I'm... No, 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 please. <laughs> Jumping And ahead. so we would get the posters for the shows, and then I would make my. Like, show posters. Like, yeah, like yeah, the, you know, like the 14 bedroom, yeah. you know? And I would make my dad line them up for me in the living room by order of what street they were on. Oh, yes. So you know what I mean? Oh, so, totally. So my parents like were... Yeah, like just like a map. And so my parents were really awesome about this. So watch the Tony Awards. And the 1986 Tony Awards, fully available on YouTube. I encourage everybody to look at it because the, that's the 40th anniversary of the Tony Awards that year. And so what they did was... They sang a little snippet of every song that won from Best Musical, oh. sometimes with the original performers, mm-hmm. like David Wayne sang from Finian's Rainbow, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And they did performances from Edwin Drood and Big Deal and Song and Dance, right, and all those. Yeah. But the one thing they do that's really, really cool was in order to celebrate the 40 years of Best Plays as well – they brought back as many people as they could find who originated roles in those best plays, and they spoke like one line from the play in oh, a little montage series. So it was like Jose Farrar doing Cyrano, David Wayne doing Mr. Roberts, mm-hmm. Maureen Stapleton. And that's how I learned about the theater. Wow. 
What a great year to have seen, too. Because it's a history lesson. That's you learned about all the musicals, and you learned about all the plays. And then as I was growing up, because I watched that VHS tape so much. Oh, you did so much. many times. Oh, my God. Because most people were watching their, like, you know, Mr. Rogers and their Sesame Street. I was wearing out the 86 Tony Awards tape. That a boy. Um, and so for that reason, June 1st, it's the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And what I want to thank my parents for is that they videotaped me watching the Tony Awards. So there's actually like... We the, need that footage on moment, our website. Like me falling in love with theater was captured 30 years ago. Yes, please. So my throwback Thursday goes to my mom and dad oh, and the 1986 and Tony Awards from 30 years ago. Wow. But the Tony, it's all, and the broadcast is honestly great because you see all these legends. But also, it's the year like John Mahoney from Frasier wins his first Tony, his only Tony. B.B. Newworth. Was that Big wins. River? That was 85. No, that was 85. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then every year was a tradition that my parents wow. would tape the Tony Awards for me. And even though we do not use, or pe- most people don't use VHS cassettes anymore, mm-hmm. every June, my mom takes a VHS cassette and records the Tony Awards for me. That's. Really Isn't that cool. incredible? I love it. Good, so good that's one. that is my throwback that's a real good Thursday. Throwback. That's a personal throwback. It's a personal like one. And you know, there's a great article about the Tony Awards that Andrew Gans wrote a few years mm-hmm. ago that you can Google and stuff. But it's a wonderful broadcast. Yeah. Silly, campy, fun. They do that. You know those themes that they always do. Like this theme is like cocktail party. Not like the Bonnie Franklin theme. No, <laughs> we don't talk about the Bonnie Franklin one because that's something. No, this one is great. But what's been really cool doing this podcast is is like I grew up watching mm-hmm. Leroy Reams. You do, and then we get to interview oh, man. Leroy Reams. I didn't know it was that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, and my mom, I'll never forget this. Like most kids, had like a Superman cape. My mom made me a top hat like the one George Rose wears. In the mystery of Edwin Drood. That's so. That's my throwback Thursday wow. for my folks. I love that. 1986 Tony Awards. So June 1st, mm. 30th anniversary. Doing wow. great. Yeah. Still have never directed Agnes of God, and I'm hoping that's well, going to come in. So, so Joyce, <laughs> Sally Struthers, and I need another. I need a young actress, Mildred Natwick. If you're still around, <laughs> that would be great. We'll bring you in. So mine this year was the 1986 Tony Awards. Good one. And mine's the Diary of a Mad. Playwright by James Kirkwood. Both a wonderful book. And you know what? If you can get a copy of the play to read, check that, that out. helps. It helps yeah. a little bit as you read yeah, it. it you, you don't even context. need to read the play yeah. if you don't have to because it's still delicious and gossipy and dishy yeah. and all that great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and all those things the young kids say, you know. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> JK. <laughs> JK, but LOL. Hashtag. Hashtag Bitmoji. <laughs> Um, so I'm Rob Schneider I'm Kevin David Thomas and uh, this was our throwback Thursday our favorite things thanks for joining us thank you and we will see you next week take care drops on roses and whiskers on kittens bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens brown paper packages tied up with strings these are a few of my favorite things Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.